Why do we need a theory of functional programming? Why is it important to develop this whole thing that I'm doing right now? Hello, my name is Eric Normand, and these are my thoughts on functional programming. So as you uh, may know from previous episodes, I am developing a book called A Theory of Functional Programming. And the idea is to set out the definitions and relationships and terms and ideas of functional programming, write them all down, and then and then carry them to their logical conclusions. And you the people have asked me why I think this is important. Some people have like, oh yes, we definitely need that. Uh, and some people have kind of questioned whether functional programming isn't much simpler than I'm making it out to be. That I'm complicating it by talking about... Well, so some people say that functional programming is really simple. It's programming with pure functions. Um, I've talked a, a little bit about why I think that's inadequate already. But just just to be, you know, just to, to summarize it, uh, what about everything else? What about data? Like, it's not sufficient as a, as a definition because if you're just programming with pure functions, that's the lambda calculus, and that's not what we do. Um, if you have data, you've already broken your, uh, your definition. So we need... We need to talk about data. And if we're going to talk about data, might as well talk about side effects. Also, functional programmers do talk about side effects. Like, let's not even talk about them programming. They have a definition of side effect that they use and other paradigms don't. Um, if you, if you uh, like, read a book on object-oriented programming... They're not going to get to side effects. They don't talk about side effects. That's not part of their thinking. They're talking about messages and classes and, you know, has a, is a, you know, all that stuff. And that is, side effects are like somewhere else on their radar. Maybe they get to it with like the command query separation thing. Um, but they're not thinking about mutable state and global global state and stuff like that. It's just... I mean, they're thinking about it, but it's not, it's like secondary to their paradigm. Whereas I think it's primary to the functional programming paradigm. Someone should write that down. Okay, so the other thing, so, okay, th- th- that's, that's the, the biggest, uh, the most common question I get. It's like, isn't, isn't functional programming just much simpler than I'm making it out to be? Um, but the other question is, like, why do we even need a definition? Uh, and the answer that I have to that is that if you look at the, the object-oriented programming rhetoric, the discourse about it, they have all these rich books that have defined terms, that have laid out 
the best practices, the worst practices, uh, some common ideas, patterns, idioms, all these things. And so when they talk about it, they have this common lexicon of... It's a wonderfully rich language that they can use to discuss code and to, to teach people how to code when they're teaching. And we don't have that in the functional programming community. All of the books that I have found on functional programming are either about a specific language, so it's mostly about the language, or are highly academic. So they are talking about, you know, um, a category theory or, or lambda calculus or something like that. There is not a book that's meant to start the discussion about what it means to do functional programming how what like what are the important ideas what do we what are their definitions how do we start taking those ideas and building bigger ideas on top of them just lay out the field we don't have that and i want to do that i think i'm poised to do that um, I think that the theory that I've been talking about has the potential to do that. And um, my, I'm crossing my fingers that enough people will care for that, that it will, be, it will have some kind of impact. I think that this stuff is out there already. I'm not... I'm not, like, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not, I'm not bullshitting. Like, I'm not making this all up. I'm merely talking about what I've seen, what I've read people do, what I see in code, and I'm, I'm trying to codify it into something, uh, something coherent. And I hope it is the start of something. I would love for people to um, take the ideas in my book and run with them and say, well, if we apply that in this domain or in this, you know, or what's an example that I can give? So you have the book uh, Design Patterns. The, it's like a seminal book in the field of object-oriented programming. And whether you agree with it or not, like I don't want to get into that discussion. But this book has given people a vocabulary to talk about common patterns and show people what is possible at a higher level when you're doing object-oriented programming. That you don't have to use for loops and and you're not using a, a, an object at, or a class as a struct, a C-struct. You should treat it like something higher level. So you have a visitor pattern instead of using a for loop and going through 
a linked list, you should have some interface on your list so that you can do a map over it, right? This is the this is the kind of thing that that book talks about. Now, I don't know if people actually read the book, right? But they all know the book. They know what design patterns means in general. And now other people can write a book called Design Patterns for Legacy Systems and Design Patterns for XYZ and a look at design patterns in the, you know, and they just, they can write these, these other books and they don't have to establish the idea of design patterns. In another book where you're just talking about object-oriented programming, you can reference the visitor pattern, the interpreter pattern, because someone has defined it. And I, I, I think that we need a, a set of books like that uh, or at least one book to get that started as industrial functional programming, not academic. Academic is great, but then they've already got their books. I want something for the industry that that sets sets it on a good course. All right, so that's why I'm developing the theory. That's why I'm writing a book. Um, these ideas need to be talked about. We can't just we can't just rely on these super simple definitions that like I said don't actually cover what what they claim to cover but but two they're just you're, you're they're just pulling into this like neat little academic world where it's it's actually a, a virtue to have a simple definition like we just use functions right pure, pure functions program with only pure functions like it sounds great in an academic context that's your your it's 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 great in an academic context to like make your definition smaller because then you can control it and you can know exactly what the consequences of it means but in an in a kind of a layman's industrial expert context where things have to get done and you're not looking for something to be picked apart by peer reviewers. You're actually looking for something useful that can bring you to the next step, to the next level of understanding. That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to do. All right. I'm sure you disagree with me, and you need to tell me about it before I write this book. So, tweet me at Eric Normand with a D. And I'm also eric at lispcast.com over email. And yes, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know. I'll see you then. Bye.